Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 70 of the PGAJ show. Um, really excited to get into the show. It's funny, I was, I was doing a little bit of research into a previous episode because I wanted to reference it later on in this episode. I was just looking through some of the titles and stuff of the of the podcasts, and uh, I know a lot of you have said, "Hey, it's, you know, it's getting better every time," and uh, I appreciate that. It's funny to look back at some of the titles, and I just kind of had no idea what I was doing when I started this whole thing. But I love having those up, and I love kind of looking through them. I'm, I'm too scared to listen to them, <laughs> but hopefully, you guys have actually enjoyed uh, enjoyed going through that. I just think that's. Just kind of a reminder to anybody out there that's trying to start something or do something new that you just you got to start somewhere. And when you look back at how far you've come, I mean, even I look back at the the twenty years or so that I've been in the golf business, and it's just funny. You almost have a hard time remembering what it was like when you didn't know anything, <laughs> and um, you almost, but you you get reminded sometimes. So I think it's something. It's interesting. When you're creating something like this, there's kind of that fear of like, this is going to last forever. I think that it's just something you kind of have to get past. So hopefully I can have all my stuff out there and hopefully there's enough value in it for, for you guys to get something out of it. But uh, at the same time, it's, it's, it's scary to have it kind of out there, but there's just no other way to do it. Uh, the only other way to do it is just create and never let anybody see it and then eventually start putting it out there. But at some point, you're going to have to put it out there. So I was reminded of that in a conversation I had recently about uh, just starting somewhere. Um, and when you get done, um, you'll, be, you'll be somewhere else a year from now and you'll get to look back on it, um, which is pretty fun. So anyway, um, what I want to talk about today, a little bit of clickbait in the title, um, you know, talking about, oh no, is this going to be the episode where Jay says it's not worth it to get your PGA? No, that's not exactly not what I'm going to say. Um, I left the day-to-day operations of the golf business a couple of years ago, but I do this and mentor and do uh, consulting and do different things with all of my spare time essentially um outside of my primary job and my family this is this is takes up all of that time and i do that because i want to give back to other pga professionals and other aspiring pga professionals but not necessarily blindly i think that there are situations and what i want to attempt to do in this episode is really just to be a different voice be a logical voice um to to the question of um, you know, should I get my, should I pursue my PGA uh, Class A membership now? Should I do it later? What are, what are kind of some of, what are some of the things to consider? I had a great conversation a week ago with with somebody that found themselves in an interesting position, and they were not worried, but also kind of just, you know, trying to figure out what the opportunity that they had, where that was going, was that going to take them away from where they initially thought they were going to be going and and what were some things to consider and I think there's that that's just a conversation that's really hard to have you know not it's an easy conversation to have but it's a hard thing um, to think about on your own when you're kind of on your island and you're like well everybody says that I need to go this way but there's this thing that I really want to do you know how am I giving up on this thing that everybody says I need to do so that's the purpose of the show today wanted to get into that a little bit I know a lot of you have your class A already or go into university programs where you're going to come out do your six months and boom you're you're basically done with your class A. But I think that this will be something that is just something good to listen to because it's just, I think it not only relates to 
the class A part of it, but just opportunities in general and kind of thinking through them logically about your career and um, not losing sight of your, your overall goals and, and things like that. So I think that this will be beneficial for everybody as well as uh, you may be in a position where you are hiring young assistants and they're going to have questions around like, hey, is this, should I do this? Or will you hire me if I don't have my class A? And you know those kinds of things. So I think hopefully this will be valuable for everybody. So let's get into the show. So one of the big considerations in pursuing your class A is opportunity. And I think that we can find ourselves, there's, the class A is interesting because it's kind of like always something that you kind of know that if you want to be a PGA professional, it's, it's something that you need to do. But I think that there are, there are often opportunities that may present themselves that uh, make it not necessarily the thing to kind of, you don't want to give up on that opportunity do the thing that's going to give you that opportunity later. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I was trying to figure out how to kind of intro this section, but basically, just walk through kind of a couple a couple of scenarios, and I'll kind of try and make this make a little bit of sense. Is that you know that there's this thing that you need to do, and you're on this path. To, okay, I'm going to work at a green grass facility. I'm going to learn. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go through the levels, and it's going to take me this long, and I'm going to I'm going to become a, a PGA professional, which is going to open all of these doors for me. Oftentimes you find yourself in a situation where you have a great opportunity um, and not just the class A portion of this. I mean, for example, maybe you're, you're in college and you're pursuing your class A and, and, and you do an internship at um, you know, Augusta National and, and they say, hey, you know, we're really looking for somebody full time as an assistant. Um, is, that, is that something you'd be interested in? You know you've got you know, a year left in your school, but you know, you kind of look at that and you go, geez, I'm, I, I'm either going to, I can either take this job as an assistant here, which is amazing, or I can go back to school and then have the thing that I was, the, that I was going for, which is the class A, but then I have to kind of re-engage and find that perfect opportunity again. Um, I'm not condoning anybody dropping out of college <laughs> necessarily, but I just want to make that comparison because I think sometimes that goes along with kind of the class A portion of it as well. You might be in a facility that, that was actually an example for me. I was at a facility that was going to pay all of my everything to get my membership. And I was on track to finish it with even the time that it takes for delay, you know, the, the review of your PGA. This was back in the day when it was binders. Um, the shortest amount of time you could do it, giving yourself a month to work on each level was about 12 months. And that was my plan. I mean, I was, I literally finished level one in about five weeks, um, which is something that I'll get into later of how I did that. If you're like, how the heck did you do that? Um, I'll get into that in a little bit, but I left that situation because we wanted to move to Nashville. There was a great first assistant job available. That's where we wanted to move. So I kind of gave up on completing that class A, but if I had said, oh geez, and they were, and the new place wasn't going to pay for it. So I knew that I was going to have to pay for it myself, which financial is, is challenging there. So if I had said, well, no, I have to do the class A first, I never would have left there. I would have stayed for another year, gotten my class A, and then tried to make the move and was literally had the opportunity previously that I had, you know, would have passed on to then come back into the system and say, Hey, now I've got my class A. Class A doesn't just make 
uh, opportunities appear, there still needs to be a position open. So sometimes you just need to consider that. Are you going into a position that you actually want? Like this is this is where I want to go and this is where I want to be. Um, I can get the other thing later. Um, you know, obviously as long as the facility um, is is you know supportive of that. And you know, I made the reference of like leaving college. You guys have heard me talk a lot recently about an author that I'm a big fan of, Ryan Holiday. I mean, he he left college to go work for Robert Greene, an author. He just, he had an opportunity to work for him, and he was like, well, hey, I can either take this job that I have now or go back to school and then kind of try and find this dream job again when I don't know if it'll come up or not. And obviously, it's done very well for him. He's written some credible books and had an amazing career so far at a young age and all of those things. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, everybody always says, well, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college to build Facebook. No, he had built Facebook. I mean, he, yes, he, he dropped out to focus on Facebook and to build Facebook, but when he was in college, he had started Facebook. It wasn't like he just dropped out and was like, I'm going to start Facebook now. It's, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> I, I went to, all my other friends in college went to Europe and backpacked around for culture and all that stuff. And I went down to the Virgin Islands and lived for a couple of months um, down there as kind of my culture experience. And I remember thinking like, man, after I go back from my last year of college, I'm totally coming back here. It would have been a bad decision for me to stay down there and not go back to college. The only reason would have been to hang out on the beach and have a good time. It wasn't a career opportunity for me down there. It was just would have been a decision to stay. So, you know, it obviously has to be a, a massive opportunity to do that. But just equating that to the PGA membership, you know, if you are going to derail yourself or postpone it, just look at it as the opportunity something that you are getting the class a for to be able to get an opportunity like this and the opportunity is already there why not just take it now and then you can work on the class a the other thing about getting certified by the pga with your class a is that the work actually gets easier over time if you're somebody that's been doing it for a long time and you're like man i've been doing this for four years and i'm only on level two like, I know that that doesn't sound right, but the more experience that you have, the easier the actual work becomes. The reason I was able to get the book work for level one done in like five weeks was because for the majority of it, it was just typing because I already had the work experience. And I don't think it's cheating. It's, it's literally like, why would I redo the experience that I already had? to type something different. Like, what does it matter? I could have done, I did this six months ago. So I can answer all of these questions. You know, tournament operations. I was, I was a tournament director for a resort facility. Like, I ran 200 events a year. Um, so I had all that experience. I didn't necessarily have to wait and then, like, run another event. I had flyers. I had T-sheets. I had, you know, I had, I had pairings. I had all of that stuff. So I could literally just put that down. So it gets the more experience you have, and I, I remember thinking this as I was going through it was like, oh my god, if I, I all of this, like if this, if I was new to this for the first time, how hard this would be because it would be like every activity I'd have to plan something out to do it for the work experience, and so it does get easier. It's a great idea to have an idea of what the work experience is in advance so that you can kind of go through it and do it and make sure you save certain things, um, but it's not, for example. I, I did level one like so I had when I finished it I had like 
I did the first level again in like five weeks. Uh, I worked about an hour to two hours every day before work. We had a little like computer closet that I used to go lock myself in that wasn't even in the golf shop. It was like in another area of the clubhouse. And I used to just get get work done there. Um, and then I stopped when I moved to Nashville because financially I had to pay for it. We did a couple fundraisers, which is um, ultimately how kind of got through the last couple levels a little bit more quickly. Uh, episode 47 of the PGAJ podcast, we talk about uh, funding those levels through doing, doing fundraisers at your facility. A lot of facilities won't actually pay for it, but they will allow you to do some fundraisers. So check out 47 if you're in the uh, financially strapped category of why you haven't uh, done your PGA. Um, so. I spent a lot of time, but the point is that it just gets easier. So the more experience, so if you worked, say, so you start your book work after four years of experience, there's a good chance that you can get get it done without any financial considerations, of course, within the first, within within an 18 month period, you could probably hammer through it if you really focused. Um, whereas if you started at the beginning, it's gonna take you a year and a half to get through level one. It's gonna take you another year to get through level two. It's gonna take you another year to get through level three, essentially. I mean, that's that's three and a half years or so. So you're you're almost, it's almost taking, it's taking you like a year and a half extra to, to start four years later, if that makes sense. So anyway, it just in my experience, it just gets easier over time to be able to do. And then also you don't, hopefully you're in a little bit better spot financially where it's not such a financial burden. Obviously, it's a, it's a pretty expensive process to go through. Um, so that's something to consider there as well, is that it does get a little bit easier over time. But don't lose focus on it. And of course, if you're in a situation where, you know, hey, I need to get this in order to get this next job or do this next thing, obviously, you need to, you need to hammer it through as much as you can. But if you have a great opportunity and you're in the middle of a great opportunity, um, to be able to use that to your advantage and just buy yourself a little bit of time. So keeping in mind the opportunities as they present themselves and how those paths relate to the path to membership. And then just remember, it gets easier over time. So you get to have a little bit of patience. Um, I wanna reiterate what I said earlier in the show is that this is not intended to deter people from membership but to help people pursue their path to membership that allows them to achieve the membership and to stay in the golf business as contributing members to this game, to help grow the game and help support other golf professionals around them and do all of those things. So having a little bit of patience, having it take a little bit longer, um, allowing you to achieve all of your goals that you want to and still be able to achieve the membership, which will uh, can open up a lot of opportunities for you is the best way as long as you make it make it through and you and you and you stay in so um, I appreciate you guys listening and as always uh, you can reach me on my email j at pgaj.com if you have any questions uh, also Instagram and snapchat pgajay and on Twitter pgajgolf I hope you have a great day. I'm sure I'll talk to you somewhere on social or by email. Uh, but if I don't talk to you till the next time, I'll talk to you then.